This is Andrea Harkins. Welcome to the Martial Arts Woman Podcast. This podcast is devoted to martial art women who make a difference. Today's interview is with Lady Lelaine Reed. Lady holds several high-ranking degrees in martial arts. She is known for her creativity, flexibility, courage, and friendly personality. She is also a certified massage therapist and an ordained minister. She's well accomplished in martial arts and has been inducted into the USA Martial Arts Hall of Fame several times, as well as the Munich Hall of Honors in 2018. She's competed and taken first place in a variety of martial art competitions and has been highlighted in a few magazines. She shares a passion of writing with me, and she is the author of several books, including poetry. She has had parts in various films and has a series of instructional videos called Dynamic Kicking, Dynamic Stretching, and Dynamic Massage. You will enjoy her laughter and lighthearted conversation about her martial art and life experiences and be inspired by her efforts to make a positive impact. I know you'll enjoy it. Please pick up my motivational books, The Martial Arts Woman and Martial Art Inspirations for Everyone, available on Amazon, or contact me for signed copies or more information. Check out my website, themartialartswoman.com, for additional information. Treat yourself or someone else to the power of martial arts in life. Hi, good morning, lady. Welcome to the Martial Arts Women podcast. Good morning, Andrea. Thank you very much for having me here. You're welcome. I'm so happy to get the chance to talk to you after all these years. We've been friends on social media. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, as you know, the podcast is all about celebrating the martial arts woman and getting giving you the chance really to tell your your story and your journey so thank you very much it's really wonderful um for you to do that oh you're welcome when let's start from the beginning when did you begin practicing martial arts and why did you begin well i was actually 16 when i started in martial arts in the philippines and okay yeah the only reason why I took it is because um, I was given a ch- uh, choices to, um, you know, to do an extra curriculum, and okay. I thought something that would be uh, physically uh, advantages to me would be good. So yes, oh I great, taekwondo, <laughs> taekwondo, yeah. Um, so that's a while ago. That's when your journey began, but. Where are you today? I know you have some different ranks and different styles under your belt. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes, um, it was back then. I started in 1991, and um, I didn't actually get any rank until um, until you know I I tested uh, under um, Warangdo Federation. Uh, under my grandmaster now, David Reed, who happens to be my husband. And right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so I'm so lucky on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. 
but I made sure that I, I would be testing every time uh, I got tested, you know, in front of other grandmasters uh, in order for me to prove myself. I mean, prove to them that I earned my ranking, you know. So yeah. uh, as of now, I hold the fourth degree black belt in Tang Soo Do, a fifth degree black belt in Wei Kun Do under Liu Fang. And um, I'm actually also third generation Jit Kun Do under Dr. Xi right now. And I tested also uh, for my black belt in Taekwondo under um, Master uh, Tin Wu. Mm -hmm. That's really a great accomplishment. You've done so much from starting when you were 16 years old. I'm sure you're very proud of that. Um, um, yeah, kind of, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should be, you should be. <laughs> So um, you're, I know you're a master, as, as you mentioned, a master and instructor in Tang Sudo. Um, where do you currently teach? I, at the moment, um, you know, I have a school in Northridge. It's called Reeds Active Martial Arts and Wellness mm -hmm. uh, Club. And um, I'm teaching there with my own grandmaster. Um, and right now, since the pandemic uh, last March, we are we are supposed to close it, right? So we are just teaching online on mm -hmm. to our handful of students. Yeah, I know. How how do you feel about the online teaching? I've been reconnecting with my Tai Chi instructor from Florida, and have been doing Zoom classes with him on Saturday mornings, and. It's nice because he's so far away, but how do you feel about the online teaching? Is that working okay for you? Um, I, it, it works, but at the same time, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, I, I like the personal, person-to-person uh, -person, uh, talk and, you know, hands-on uh, correction and yes. hands-on yeah uh, online teaching is just like okay it, it's very comparable to uh watching a dvd and following uh, you know uh, uh, a session right? right or or watching right. and doing it yourself there's it's not the same as having the instructor uh exactly there uh, teaching you how to you know correct your position i mean sure uh it has to be a one-on-one -on -one Zoom in order to do that. But if it's a group classes, you know, it's it's not it's not fair for the students somehow. You need a coach uh, that has the experience and the eye on on your movement, like yeah, you know, yeah. certain yeah. movements that uh, that can only be corrected by a, 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 an instructor um, that an instructor might miss when he has you on on Zoom only. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that so. is true. I mean, uh, my instructor, I, I can't always see what he's doing. He can't always see what I'm doing. <laughs> so, It's an yeah. option, but not the best option, I guess we could say. It's um, the best option that we can have right now. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Tell me a little bit about what you feel you're known for. You know, we all have something that we maybe do that that people look at us and think, oh, she's just, she's a good writer or she's inspirational. What kind of, what do you think you're known for? How do you feel you're known? Um, 
I don't know, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what other people uh, think of me, but uh, yes, um, from from my husband's point of view and uh, our students and close friends, um, you know, I, I think I'm known for my uh, creativity, my flexibility and and uh, courage of, you know, doing all the things that I can do. And the fact that um, I'm the friendliest uh, person that, I've, that they've ever met. Yeah, uh, well, that's really nice. <laughs> I think... Uh, that, that helps a lot in keeping a relationship and uh, I am also known for uh, just being me. Yeah, absolutely. And you're a beautiful spirit and most people know that. So um, those are great <laughs> things to be known for. Yes. <laughs> you're also involved in holistic health and I've interviewed a couple of women, martial art women who are also in holistic health. There seems to be a nice connection there. Tell me a little bit about being a massage therapist and what you do with that. Yes, well, I've, I've been into holistic health um, since, you know, I could think of in 1993 when I started to become a, a shiatsu acupressure and reflexology therapist in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And um, I've always had this um, calling of of finding out um, ways how to be uh, wholly healthy, you know, healthy and well. So yeah. uh, when I was living in Germany, it was it became like you know a major part of my interest. So I was studying also uh, how to become a naturopath, and mm -hmm. uh, I did that. So um, when yeah. I got here. Um, I found out that I had to go back to school in order for me to continue on my uh, massage therapy um, license. So, yeah, I just went back to school here and mm -hmm. with the help of my husband, I was able to finish that. Right. Well, well you're also an ordained minister. What yes. Is, um, tell me about being an ordained minister. What did you do to become that? Uh, um, well, I belong to church other than being, you know, uh, into holistic, uh, uh, therapy and wellness. I, I was also spiritually, uh, involved with soul searching, uh, ever since. So when, um, I met my husband online, uh, he was in this church also called MSIA, which is uh, translated to movement of spiritual inner awareness and just. The name of the church alone uh, called me already, you know. So yeah. um, uh, he gave me some literature and I went through it and uh, it spoke to my heart and soul. And ever since, uh, I've been involved in the church. So I've been studying all the literature and um, yeah, I got ordained when I got here in July. Wonderful. Uh, July 2013. Yeah. How time runs fast, right? <laughs> I know. It goes by so fast. Back to martial arts. What are you proud of? I know all of your ranks, I'm sure, have been a lot of work and, and diligence. Uh, are there other accomplishments or maybe awards or accolades that you're particularly fond of? Um, 
my accomplishments in martial arts, I would say, is not just the ranking. Um, it's everything that uh, went with it. You know, like I, I also fought in championships and I became grand champion and stuff. And it, it was like, wow, you know, uh, uh, something that um, that makes you feel like you did well, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Um, to actually be known for it and um, train with other grandmasters of other styles and and then um, receive a Hall of Fame awards um, and be welcome in their community every year. Um, yeah, that's quite an accomplishment in martial arts, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So you, you talked a little bit a minute ago about doing some competitions. When did you begin fighting or being in competitions? Uh, the very first year that I became a, a black belt. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, my first competition was actually in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, and that's where I live, so. That's yeah. It's cool. <laughs> really cool because, you know, it's like, wow. Um, I was so intimidated by this. I remember by this black belt. Well, actually, she was a, a second done black belt mm -hmm. by then and she yeah. was so tall yeah <laughs> <laughs> by her uh, there's no way and you know she definitely had uh, uh, more experience than me in, in fighting and stuff and um, yeah so um but i played second to hers so i guess i wasn't that bad at all <laughs> yeah that's very exciting uh, and then you were uh, also a, a grand champion and first place in some forms and weapons. Yes. Uh, how did that uh, work out for you? I mean, were you excited? What, and did you enjoy being in the competitions? Because some people enjoy it. Some people don't. You know, they do it for different reasons. Yes. <laughs> um, actually, I, I kind of like it. Uh, I like the fact that when there is a competition or a tournament, you know, you get to see all the other martial artists and it's yeah. like party, a reunion, and there's comradeship in it and they respect each other. So they are not out there to actually break your bones, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, that kind of competition is actually for me just like, you know, um, them showing their best. And yeah. that is actually what matters. So, yeah, I kind of like tournaments. So I've been, you know, um, other than competing, helping out in some of them. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, my last one was last year. And it was on um, a Central Coast Championship where I won first in fighting and forms and uh, second though in weapons. But uh, got the grand championship uh, for the females. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting and wonderful, really. I mean, it takes so much effort and preparation and... And nervousness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just really exciting, especially when you get to um, do so well. Yeah. Now, you and I have a lot of things in common. I mean, we do... Um, we're both martial art women, obviously. We both like to write. Um, we've both been in some magazines. Tell me about... Um, the opportunities that you've had to be in in some magazines. Um, 
Yeah, I've been the first time in the magazine here that I've been in was in Taekwondo Times magazine. Mm-hmm. That was in 2016, the November issue. Um, you know, I was I was just writing about Reed's active martial arts, my school, you know, yeah. ours with, with my husband. And right. um, I was introducing it. And then uh, the last one, oh, yeah, uh, I was also... Um, in Warriors magazine from mm-hmm. Don Warner, promoting you know m- my video. Right. I had videos, dynamic videos, dyna- uh, dynamic kicking, stretching, and massage. Mm-hmm. And um, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, and I was see. introduced uh, Voyage LA magazine uh, last year. Wonderful. So these. Um dynamic videos are they still available for people who'd like to see them or purchase them whatever the situation is yes Yes. uh people can purchase them on amazon or um directly from us which is just downloadable uh com slash store okay and if you want to send me that link then i'll go ahead and post it when i um, do the blog version of the of the podcast Oh, yeah, sure. Um, but so you're a writer as well. Tell me a little bit. You have a newsletter or, or maybe more than one that you work on and some other things. You're also a poet. Tell me about yeah. some of your writing. <laughs> yeah, well, I've always loved uh, writing as much as I love reading. So mm-hmm. um, uh, back in 2004, that's when um, I started being a volunteer editor and writer of uh, a newsletter called Tikikinai Newsletter. It's mm-hmm. specifically for uh, the Filipino women's community in Hamburg, Germany. And um, that was the first time wherein um, I was actually doing it um, online only, you know, because the yeah. group was situated in Hamburg and I moved down south near Stuttgart. So I was just, you know, uh, it's a remote thing. Um, I've been doing that. I haven't stopped. And uh, yeah, they haven't found anybody who's, you know, who's as good as me to uh, take over, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, it, it is difficult to replace good talent. That's for sure. Yeah. And then um, I was uh, the editor of uh, Dragon Network News e-newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was um, from a company created by Grandmaster Eric Lee um, back in 2017. Unfortunately, um, you know, he, he terminated the company. So um, I had to stop that. And when I had to stop that, um, that's when Rama News is, was born, you know. Yeah. I, I started Rama News this year in, um, in March. Yeah. Which is, you know, what we need anyway. <laughs> I thought, yeah. okay, that that would be reactive martial arts news, <laughs> which includes not only the Tang Sudo news, but uh, uh, it has almost the same um, things as the Dragon Network news, uh, which is like um, uh, it includes health and um, entertainment. Okay. So, and, and do you have a big list? Do you have a list of subscribers that you send that out to? 
Yes. Oh, and by the way, other than writing newsletter, I've I've written um, four books, <laughs> three books uh, within this pandemic. Anyway, I published it and published them. And wow. I, I don't know. I think I have invited you to to those yeah. uh, books group, right? Yeah, I have seen that. Well, that's yeah. amazing. Um, I share your your passion for writing. I I enjoy it very much as well. And what about yeah. poetry? Let's talk about poetry. Yeah, that's my latest uh, book. Actually, it's called The Tender Heart Poetry Book. And mm -hmm. yeah, I've been writing poems um, at least the last decade uh more frequently you know yeah like i make it a, a goal at least once a month write a, a poem <laughs> yeah that's great well and goals are important i always talk about goals when i when i do facebook live videos or or any video i always remind people set goals because then you will accomplish things so goals are really important yeah you goals yeah. Everyone has to have them. It's like intention, you know, you got to yes. have intention in life or else you, it's in human nature without an intention or a goal. Uh, you're just, you're just, you know, existing, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that is one thing about uh, what is good about martial arts. Uh, it gives you a goal when you start it, no matter yeah. uh, how old you are. The belt is just a goal in order for you to keep on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You've had some other great and interesting experiences too, such as acting and some of the instructional videos that you mentioned earlier. But tell me a little bit about some of your acting experiences. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny, really. Um, I know I, I love I love watching films, so I've always been into acting also. And um, I went to an acting class in Germany um, back in 1996, and um, and then I've I've been on a couple of TV shows um, in Germany. Um, but you know, it's just little parts that um, mm -hmm. uh, not really worth to mention. Yeah. <laughs> Well, were they uh, were they martial art related, or they were just like general other? Those were uh, in Germany. They were talk shows. It's they are not uh, related to martial arts yeah. at all. And Still um, very even, cool. Yeah, even the films that I I'm on here, um, yeah. they are they were more acting than than martial arts. You know, yeah. like the the first uh, the first film that was released uh, where you could see me was uh, um, a film called Stolen Breath, uh, mm -hmm. The Truth Revealed by uh, Mark Ridley. Um, and then uh, the second one was um, The Bluest Moon, also directed by Mark Ridley. Mm -hmm. And I, I've been in a few, let me see. Um, the Grandmaster by, uh, uh, you know, it's just a documentary film um, uh -huh. by um, Dimitri Prosterov. And which one was that? Uh, Stop Hit, Stop Hit One. Yeah. Uh, it's a JKD film that was uh, uh, premiered last, actually this year, January this year, by Dr. Z. <laughs> <The> okay. <laughs> And um, 
yeah, Matchstick Flame. It's called mm-hmm. the Matchstick Flame that was recently released on Amazon uh, by Craig Bruss. And okay. uh, yeah, I, I've been in um, yeah this other film, The Horse and Heretics. Um, I forgot who the director was. And I played a small part in the film, a French film called The Climb. And I think, oh yeah, it's a TV show. The Climb was a TV show, a very small part. But um, there's another one coming up, um, production by Dr. C again. Uh, it's called Stop Hit 2. He's just figuring out when to uh, premiere it. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, you may look at it like small parts or whatnot, but so many people would love to try acting and, and never find their way into it, even to a small part. Or And so it's, it's great that you had the opportunity and will continue to have the opportunity to, to do so and to be out there. And the thing about being a martial art woman is even if you're not playing the role of a martial artist, you, you always have that martial art mindset when you do things. And that carries through in everything that you do, including your acting. Yeah, I think it's more of um, of having the confidence. Like uh, being a martial artist, you have that confidence in you. You mm-hmm. build that uh, every time you work out, right? Every year, right. you you build up your confidence, and therefore, uh, you also build up your um, um spiritual power and mental power which is you know uh, what we do when we train in martial arts we build the three aspects mind body and spirit and therefore uh when that is all aligned you can be creative and uh create your own opportunity instead of just waiting for people to do things for you or uh, be a victim right yeah yeah That's i completely agree <laughs> yeah uh, you know, so many people do turn to to blame of others or being victims when if they had if they just take some action, just like martial arts teaches you to take the act- actions that you need to advance in your rank or inv- advance in your style. If people would just apply that to life more often, they would they would find more success and be happier about who they are. Yeah, just like you, you created this podcast, you know, which is really great. Yeah, I mean, you make. You make an opportunity uh, available for everybody else, which is, you know, for others to to be helped. Right. And that's the other thing. Uh, Really, when you focus on helping other people, instead of, I mean, uh, focusing on your own success is great, but often you you find your own success after you've focused on other people. You know what I mean? And and the podcast is is a good example of that. I. I didn't know what to expect from it, but my focus wasn't on myself. It wasn't about how can I, you know, be this great podcaster. It was yeah. more about how can I, how can I help other people tell their stories, and and so that's what creates the success is when you focus yeah. on other people. Yes, yes, and that so. is the secret that I would uh, share with you. Uh, with all my successes, whatever you call them or achievements, you call them. Um, uh, they weren't. Um, they weren't like you know. I myself. Uh, mm-hmm. It just so happened because I was more um, in service for yeah. others. 
when I yeah. was doing that, like when I was uh, asked um, to be in the, in their movies, where where uh, I was in the movies, it was like you know, for me coming for me, I wanted to help them, and therefore I gave them the ability, uh, you know, for me to show up and help them finish whatever it is that they want to do. Yeah, yeah, perfect. You also have some other hobbies. Um, I've seen some pictures recently, I believe, of belly dancing, um, which I think is is wonderful. I love it. So tell me, how did you get into belly dancing? And uh, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> sometimes I feel so um, embarrassed about it. You know? No, uh, why? It's it's like any other. It's like any other thing. It requires practice. It yes. requires dedication and commitment. It's oh, yeah. beautiful to watch. I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. um, um, let's say I, I've always also had this um, enjoyment of performing, mm-hmm. performing in front of people. So um, my mom used to be an entertainer in Japan. So I used to watch her uh, practice uh, dancing, uh, Hawaiian dance, right? Okay. And um, that's when it started, you know, for me uh, to actually uh, practice and like to to dance. Yeah. So um, when I saw the first time uh, women dancing, uh, belly dancing in Germany, I thought, oh, gee, I wish I could learn that. Kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> and, I, and then I thought, I don't have a belly, the right belly for it or, yeah. you know, um, or the movements. It's like. Uh, how do they do that kind of thing? So, um, yeah, it took me years of, of trying to figure out how it works, how the movements was, and uh, learning from other uh, performers yeah. and dancers. And, yeah, so I I started uh, belly dancing by myself first. <laughs> <laughs> opportunity to actually show off what I've learned and what I did um, I did my first belly dancing performance uh, two years ago at the Christmas party yeah good for you, <laughs> you. <laughs> and I got positive responses and you know they loved it and yeah. they liked it so I thought oh wow that's an avenue that uh, I could continue on uh, improve and improve, right? So, mm-hmm. yes, I I bought myself uh, wings. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I performed again uh, last Christmas uh, doing uh, the belly dancing with the wings and mm-hmm. with some light and it looked fantastic. It, it's not that um, I'm proud of myself, but rather I'm proud of the art of belly dancing yeah. and yeah. the use that wings <laughs> right that's funny and, yeah and when i was asked to perform again uh on this uh, last martial arts hall of fame i mean usa martial arts hall of fame in fullerton i said yes and yeah that's that's the picture that you saw online yeah, yeah. <laughs> so fun you know that's what hobbies are hobbies are just way another release another way to express yourself so i think belly dancing is 
is a beautiful yeah. one. <laughs> I, love, I love dancing, you know, it's, yeah. it's like, as much as I love writing, uh, yeah. I dance. So whenever someone asks me for help to actually dance with them or next to them, um, I normally say, yes, of yeah. course. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this this all goes back to when we talked about how people would describe you maybe as being creative. I, I think all of this definitely falls into that category. Yes. So we're going to change sort of the topic a little bit because the podcast is The Martial Arts Woman. It's a, it's a focus on, on the woman's story, but also on some of the martial art woman insights. And so I'd like to talk a little bit more about being a martial art woman um, why do you think that being a martial art woman is so important? Um, it is very important because it helps it helps women uh, to have the confidence of um, being true to themselves and and having the courage to actually uh, you know come out and and be be not a victim. Like, you know, uh, once you've trained to become a martial arts woman, you would know how to protect yourself, for example. So you won't be afraid. You won't be walking around afraid of other men maybe uh, taking advantage of you uh, one way or the other. You yeah. would have that um, the programming um, in your psyche and, and uh, reflexes that, you know, you are strong enough mm -hmm. you're enough so yes it's yeah. important yeah and i think that kind of leads into my next question a little bit because the next question is what advice would you give to a woman who is interested in learning a martial art so you know the confidence i think a lot of people know that the result of martial art training is confidence is self-discipline um but say there's a woman who's never tried a martial art and she, she wants to know how to begin or what she should do to get started. Do you have some thoughts on that? Um, I normally um, don't push it on normal, normal women who mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, who has no interest about martial arts. I don't push it down their throat, but, yeah. uh, Whenever we talk, and then they would start, you know, talking about uh, uh, their insecurities and being victim. That's when I yeah. start to encourage them uh, uh, to try out something else, like you know, try out uh, martial arts. And martial arts, you could do this and that, and try to convince them that um, it is still better to be a warrior in a garden than than a gardener in a war. Right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> always be so, prepared yeah. it, it's not only like physical thing but they are going to um, to to hone their skills but rather you know it's a lot more than just just um, fighting right right and I guess that's a it's a good point because a, a lot of women or even people just who are not that familiar with martial arts feel like it's a, some kind of violent aggressive uh, behavior. Oh, yeah. that, but, that's what most people think, right? Yeah, but, you know, you and I know differently. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, 
we can be violent if we need to. I mean, if we have to fight back to save our lives, yeah. Yeah, but, sure. But otherwise, Good, right? it's not it's it's not the daily activity for you know martial arts to just be suddenly aggressive or violent person. Yeah. So it's one of those misconceptions. Exactly. Um, not at all. So my, <laughs> yeah. Um, my last question is just it's a little introspective, maybe about how maybe you've used a martial art mindset in your life outside of martial arts. Do you have any particular situations in your life that you that you've used a martial art mindset? Um, martial arts mindset for me would be the, um, the ethics, the moral values in mm-hmm. it that goes with it, which is like, you know, the set of values that you become more aware of as a person. Yeah. And uh, because martial arts is also mastering yourself and mastering, you know, your life uh, with moral values like uh, honor, respect, and um, honesty, integrity, right, and discipline. And um, they are not only for for martial arts. It's like, it's it's for your personal character. It's building your character. And therefore, it it is, you know, it applies to a daily living or whatever Mm -hmm. else you, uh, you are facing with. And, you know, my life is not, uh, wasn't only uh, all achievements, you know, like you uh, had before. I had my my downs too. I was yeah. challenged times, and I I faced a lot of uh, uh, bad things also, uh, especially discrimination and racism mm-hmm. and um, rejection and even physical difficulties, right? And trauma, yeah. psychological traumas, and um, yeah, so. Uh, my having a martial arts mindset is is just like you know um, having the right mental attitude and right yeah. philosophy in order to uh, face any challenges you get in life and know that all that will also pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, something everyone needs to recognize is that martial arts are about life as much as they are about martial art training. So um, that's very true. Do you have anything else you wanted to add today? We're nearing the end of the podcast and I've asked all my questions, but is there any final thoughts or anything else you'd like to say at this point? Um, I would say thank you very much for giving me this opportunity and that um I like the fact that you actually, you know, um, help inspire other women, which is what I'm into also, and mm-hmm. helping people to uh, find their way to their inner self and uh, be strong. Through martial arts, uh, you know, it's a lot easier and yeah. supporting each other and no matter what, regardless of color, race, and speed. And um, yeah, let's keep yeah. on, keep on keeping yeah, on <laughs> absolutely uh let's yeah. keep it let's keep inspiring um well thank you so much it's been my pleasure getting the opportunity to talk to you really for the first time i mean like i said we we've been friends on social media but never have talked so Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah it happens though you know you just you're friends with people but you never talk to them but anyway it's been really wonderful talking to you today and i i truly truly appreciate your time 
And uh, thank you so much. God bless.